Hey everyone, welcome to the Create Initiative Podcast, the show that brings you insights and techniques from people in the creative world. We serve to help fellow creatives connect, learn, and grow. And well, it is officially quarantine season. Uh, how's it going, Kyle? How are you, sir? It's great. It sounded like I'm in my garage and it just sounded like, uh, I don't know, something, some weird military plane flew over or something. Oh, well, they probably did. They're uh, <laughs> dropping the vaccines. Uh, Kyler, how are you doing? It's going good. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. We are in three separate places across the state of Oklahoma, and uh, we're doing our best to social distance. Kyle is even social distancing from the mic. He just went about 10 feet away. I was closing my garage door. Um, I was trying to let a little fresh air in. Yeah. You see this thing? Oh, yeah, nice. A- <laughs> the bug assault. That's a bug assault? <laughs> does it shoot salt, little salt things? Is that what that it is? It does. Hey, and buddy. Wh- what is it supposed to do? It shoots uh, bugs. With a blast of salt. Oh, okay. Hey, but hey, we need to go back inside, okay? Oh, the joys of home recording. That's why yep. I'm. That's why I'm not in my home. <laughs> well, you're. Where are you at, Kyler? I'm in. I'm in the church. I'm in my parents' church. Okay. So you're you're home. You're just not actually in the house. Yeah, our church is like fifteen feet away from my house. Yeah. Nice. I've just been locked out of my house. I heard the lock slide. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, this is this is going to be fun. Well, uh, you know, it's been been a week since we've last chatted, and uh, we we had kind of discussed that maybe during this season we should try to pump out more of these. Uh oh, Kyle just shot another bug. <laughs> There's a lot of those big, giant-looking mosquito things around here, so. Yeah, yeah, there have you know been a the, lot you know, at our house. Too. What are those? Yeah. Water bugs? I don't know what those Something are. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just—they're annoying. I know that. Um, yeah. Well, so. how you know we're we are what four days, five days into quarantine. Um, how's it going for everybody? As Kyle shoots another bug. Things are going great. <laughs> that good, huh? I found a new carbonated beverage. Aha! Uh-huh. What is that? It's like LaCroix, just a different version. It's called Aha. Is it better Aha. than LaCroix? It, I think it tastes a little bit better. They've Well, they have some that have caffeine in them too, which... Oh. And the flavors, the flavors, like this one, strawberry cucumber. Mm. That's a game changer. Then they've got a, pe- a peach honey. I just got a piece mm. of salt in my mouth. <laughs> From the gun, I guess. <laughs> um... They had one I didn't get, but they had a cherry coffee flavor. No. But that one had its caffeine in it. That's not it. Well, yeah, the coffee. You got to have caffeine. You so. you you desire the caffeine? I do very much so. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to not just drink so much like regular soda like during all this free time. And so that way I don't get diabetes and yeah. weigh, gain you. 200 pounds. Yeah, and you don't. There are these Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. There are these things on Amazon called Zip Fizz, and they're little tubes, and you can buy this like a pack of 30 Is this on regular 30. Amazon? Is this like the black market Amazon? No, like regular Amazon. Scamazon. <laughs> no, but literally, yeah, they're the best thing ever. Zip Fizz. What is it? Is it have caffeine? It's like straight B12. That's not, I don't think that. That's, That's like caffeine. the vitamin for energy. Maybe that is caffeine. I don't know. No. I, I don't, I don't I, know. It's probably better for you is, than AHA. Uh-huh, yeah, it's way better for you. 
No way. This is there's it's zeros across the board. Zeros across the board. Yeah, carbonated so water, natural flavors. That's it. That's it. All right. Well, good. Better than Mountain Dew, at least for your health, yeah. right? I I love Mountain Dew, guys. It's so good. It is good. <laughs> you know that is a challenge during quarantine. Is like not eating everything and just letting all your disciplines just go out the window. That's yeah. Mean. Well, I had a twenty-four pack of Mountain Dew, you know, when this first started, and I just drank all of it and didn't even buy another one because there's no self-control. <laughs> you know, it's just gonna go straight down. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, Kyle, uh, you you guys as a family were self-quarantining up until this past Friday. Did had your family no no effects? No no nothing. Yeah, we're still good. Um, my wife ate a Reese's cup that may have been poisoned, but other than that, we're doing great. Okay, like food poisoning. Yeah, it's um. So one time when we did the Walmart pickup, um. The grocery pickup, Gro- grocery, 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 I don't know, Gros- grocery, grocery, no one says it like that though, grocery, that's weird, grocery. when you did the pickup um, at Walmart, we did the pickup, there was something that we had ordered that they didn't have, so they put together this little like sample packet of like detergents and whatnot, like as a, oh, we're sorry we didn't have what you ordered, and it had candy, like this little plastic bag full of candy next to it. And she thinks somehow like some of the detergent got on the, because all the other candy was like wrapped in plastic, but you know, Reese's are just like foil. Yeah. And so she's like, as soon as I put it in my mouth, I knew it tasted funny. And then she was like sick all night. Oh, wow. And so. Is she better now? I guess so. I'm feeling good now. Well, it's like a Tide Pod type thing. You know, us millennials. Yeah. um, Always got to find new ways to. To spark a controversy. Yeah. Oh, that brings up controversy. No, I'm just kidding. Um, has nothing to do with controversy. But Kyler, yes. Libby told me that you released, you dropped some tunes on SoundCloud during your quarantine time. Wow. Libby's so nice. She's the best. Um, I didn't listen to it, uh, <laughs> but I'm assuming it's like death metal rap reggae. It was actually a freestyle rap, honestly. Yeah, I was quite mm. impressed. Uh, she she let uh, Chris and I in the office catch a sample uh, way back when. And it's did y'all get a feet? Impressive. Are y'all feet on it? No, we didn't get a feet. Chris did the artwork though, so he I did. Mean, he got a he got a shout out for that. I did nice. nothing but lend moral support in the form of encouragement. It's more than my well, parents I'm, did. I meant to listen <laughs> to it. <laughs> Hold on, more than your parents? Huh? What'd they say? <laughs> they were like, oh, wow. This is what we yeah, buy that computer for. <laughs> that's any time I've like, ever oh. showed my parents any music. They're like, okay. <laughs> I had this. Oh, I, I probably have it in here somewhere. Let me get it. Uh-oh. Well, while he's gone, Kyler, uh, we are excited for you that you, you dropped your first single. I don't know what he is doing. <laughs> See this? Oh, hey. See this thing? Oh, it's a, a little, it's a little. D-A-W I, before the D. <laughs> when I was 15, I traded in my moped so I could buy this. I feel And good. I would spend hours recording songs and each one of them worse than the next. And my parents weren't afraid to tell oh. me so. Yeah. So that's like a, uh, it's a multi-track recorder. Did it, what did it yes. record to? Like what? And it has an internal hard drive. Okay. 
and then you USB so, it but, to your your computer. Yep. Nice. And I mean, it's got built-in effects and everything. You master the whole thing onto. This is the Digital Porta Studio DP zero one FX. How many channels? Eight. Eight channels. Wow. Nice. It was. I mean. It cost a whole moped. Yeah, so. I mean that's. I wanted a moped so bad. But now you have a uh, the ability to record. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it was immediately out of date, like two years later. Yeah. But, oh. <laughs> it's still cool because because it, it can't be used as an interface. Yeah, mm-hmm. it can only be recorded onto the hard drive. Yeah. yeah, which I thought about still messing with it, letting my kids mess around, but yeah, you should. Don't have any XLR cables, so. Ah. <laughs> uh. Well, we're going to have to work on that since we're going to be in quarantine for a Not working for a church. I can't just go steal XLR cables anymore. That's true because, you know, no one listening has ever done that. Right? They they won't even let me on the premises. I mean, just kidding. That's a joke. (laughs) Well, uh, Kyler, we are excited that you've released your single. Uh, We hope that you continue to produce more and more What's your stage name? I don't know. You just used your regular name? Yeah, just my name. Is it just your first name or first and last? Bold I don't choice. Know. I think I put the song under Kyler. I think my name on SoundCloud is Kyler. Oh, but like the go. R's backwards or something? Yeah. Double spaced. Is it? I probably, I don't know. <laughs> but not on purpose. <laughs> but not on purpose. <laughs> Oh, well, uh, before we get to our guest, I uh, wanted to ask you guys, uh, what have you been streaming since you've been home? Hi, myself, I've been streaming The Tiger King, uh, a.k.a. Joe Exotic. A.k.a. Joe Maldonado Passage. No, there's another one. It's like Joel Shlov something. His real name? Shreve Shlov. Yeah, Shreve he's got like five Shreve words. Yeah. Uh, have you watched it, Kyle? Yes, finished it. All right. Like within a day. Did it make you guys proud to be from Oklahoma? No. Um, I will never go to Winniewood ever <laughs> for as long as I live. Oh. Um, and then let's see. Yeah. It was. It got dark, man. It did, didn't it? Yeah. So I knew from the get-go those were total wackos. I'm yeah. like, this is, this is going to be rough. Well, and I knew the, the general story. Like I knew he ended up in prison. Um, but I didn't know, I didn't know about all the, uh, the other animal keepers in the world. Um, yeah, interesting I, group. I still think his prison thing, I don't know. <laughs> it's like a making a murderer type situation. Yeah. 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 Like they got, they got the wrong person in prison. I mean, maybe he deserved a little bit of prison, but that, uh, uh Carol lady's psycho. <laughs> I just kept Did wondering if she's ever going to let her husband talk. <laughs> Every time he'd start I mean, saying something, she'd finish his sentence. He's a hostage. Yeah. She let him sing. <laughs> she did she let him murdered. sing and wear a she tiger. She murdered her <laughs> other husband. She let him sing was... and wear a tiger costume. <laughs> I'm t- that's what I'm telling you. He's a hostage. All those women working at the other place in Florida. Oh, yeah, hostages. Doc Antles. messed up. That is messed up. He looked like uh, um, Penn from Penn and Teller's brother. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's or Teller. Which one is Penn. it? I don't He's Penn Gillette, yeah. Well, yeah. you look like that that the guy off of Sister Wives, the show. Well, makes sense. Oh. On TLC. That kind of fits the the mold, too. Did you yeah. guys have a uh, a favorite character, maybe a character you, you felt, felt a, an affinity towards when it was all said and done? What do you mean, Here's like an thing. affinity? Affinity, not infinity. We're not talking about the Infinity Avengers. War. 
<laughs> affinity, like someone who you thought, oh, that person seems okay. You know, I really felt for Travis. Was that the kid who killed himself? Yeah, it was his second husband. Um, Yeah, I really felt for him. Yeah. I have an infinity hatred towards the city of Winnie Wood now, so. Well, you can't blame the whole city. The, the fact that they let that thing happen for so long. Really? Honestly? I mean. I mean, that is some messed up stuff. <laughs> The the producer guy, uh, he kind of creeped me out. Seemed yeah. like a cartoon character. Yeah, I was he's always talking. Yeah, he's in there talking yeah, like this. Yeah. I kept, you yeah. know, it showed like some clips of him being on like national news, and I was like, oh, he did not age well. Yeah, yeah, he did not age well at all. Here's a hot take though, Joe Exotic, his country music ability, no, is fine. It, it, okay. I, I am convinced that it's not his voice. I don't think it's his okay. voice either. When you listen to how he talks, it, the way he sings is like way lower than I don't that. Know. I, I don't think that's I think his it's voice. his voice. If it's, who, else, if, who's, who else is going to... Listen, I mean, listen. If, it, if it's his voice, it's been mastered by a master. Like somebody oh, figured true. out that's how to turn that That's what I'm saying. Like his, the lyrics, terrible. The reason... But hey, he could kind of produce the, a hook though. Like some the of the songs, yeah. <laughs> he could have a hook. Tiger Those songs song. are gonna. I mean, that's gonna that al- if that album's on iTunes, he's making money now. It's true. It is like, true. <laughs> but it sounds just as good, if not better, than any other country because country it, music's trash. It's true. So. If you take the music video out of it, because that wasn't up to up to quality. Uh, I don't know. What's the one, Kyler? You would know the fake music video on YouTube. It's like standing by the lake, looking at my truck or whatever. Who? You is it by Joe Exotic? No, it's like, I don't know. I've just, all you is young it country? people. country? If it's country, Yeah, I don't it's know. like a parody, though. It's a parody. Like, the whole the whole lyrics consist of standing by the lake, looking at my truck, or something like that. Standing by my truck, looking at the lake. No idea. Ah, oh, great. Now I sound like an old man. <laughs> That's why I'm not saying anything right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'll find it. Well, I don't want. Okay. It. Well, we'll find it. it. You find it, but I'll introduce our speaker or our guest, and uh, and we can talk about it after. Our guest today is Luke McElroy, the founder of Salt Conference and the founder of Orange Thread Media. He's also the author of the book Creative Potential: Principles for Unleashing Your God-Given Calling. Uh, Luke is a great friend of the podcast and the Create Initiative, and so we're excited to talk to him. Uh, let's just get right to it. Here's our interview with Luke McElroy. Well, Luke, thank you so much for being on the Create Initiative podcast. We love having you back. Uh, you're you're always one of our favorite guests, and so uh, it's been a while since we've talked, and a lot has happened. Um, but yes, but but how things been going for you and your uh, your wife over these last few weeks? Nashville uh, has been in the news, you know. Dude, yeah. First off, Jason, it's so good to be back with you guys. Uh, I love everything that you guys are doing through the whole Create Initiative, and uh, just championing you guys from here in Nashville. Uh, hopefully you can feel that support. But yeah, some some interesting things have taken place here in Nashville. Uh, we have had uh, a tornado come through, which uh, is kind of a crazy thing to process. My wife and I are safe and we're outside of the sort of track of the tornadoes. But uh, I know tons of friends that um, one friend in particular lost his entire home in the process, oh, wow. many of which were displaced in some way. 
In fact, I was talking to another friend just the other day whose roof came off um, and landlord was really dragging his feet trying to get it fixed. It was like two, three weeks. And then all of a sudden this pandemic hit. Hmm. And I called her the other day and was like, hey, what are you doing now? Like, she's like, well, I'm back in for now, but it's definitely weird because it's kind of destroyed and we're being told to stay at home. So my heart goes out to those families here in the sort of Tennessee, Nashville area, because really Mount Juliet, which is just outside of Nashville, got hit the most. I mean, think about that. Their, their entire house may be gone right now, and they just got told, hey, stay, stay at, at home. home. You know, and, and it's kind of like, wow, they're feeling that that weight of displacement more than ever. Because they, and I think it's probably also really hurt the ability for rescue crews and stuff like that to come out and help. And I mean, when you're told to stay home, uh, you can't just go and help lend a hand. So I feel for them. Um, but there's a statement here in Nashville called, Nashville strong or we are Nashville. And uh, it's just amazing the amount of support and the fundraising that this city has done to be able to help raise funds to help those in need. And our mayor has, uh, as well as our governor has also put out that if you're in the construction or rehabilitation or support uh, uh, side of this industry, uh, that they are still welcoming them to continue to work. So I'm hoping that people's homes are being restored and rebuilt. Yeah. Even though this quarantine is in existence yeah and i mean it's it's just kind of a crazy time it's unprecedented for i think uh, definitely people who are our age and younger um you know we 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 haven't lived through a world war or anything like that so i mean just kind of the feeling i guess maybe the unrest is it's kind of unprecedented for us um but but with all that in mind um yeah we were talking a little bit off air but this this is such a unique time for creatives and specifically to our audience, church creatives. And, um, I, you were one of the first people I thought of to try to get on the show kind of in the moment because you, you surround yourself with creatives and church creatives and with salt conference and, and beyond. Um, what are you seeing or, or what are your thoughts about this time at this specific moment for churches and church creatives? Man, what a great question. Um, my first reaction is I think it is our time. I mean, I think that's what I would say to anyone who's in church creativity, storytelling, um, communications, technology. I think it's our chance here to make an impact on the culture that we've been called to pour into. I can't, um, I can't, you know, let this moment go by without telling you that one of the things that's been on my heart so much over the last several weeks, and I've prayed a countless number of times over the church at large is the exact theme and message that we felt like God gave us last October for our salt 19 conference. Um, and, and our message was the story of Esther. We took the story of Esther, who, as you know, you know, uh, basically grew up in, in many ways, fatherless. Her uncle was kind of her father and she quickly rose to power through a series of circumstances um, to basically become the queen of her city. And um, the governor of the area essentially puts out a decree to kill all the Jewish people. And Mordecai, just who is her uncle, asks this question to Esther, which I think is such a poignant uh, question. And I think it's what is hitting me today as we think about what does this look like for creatives in the church? And that question was, you know, were you positioned in your place in culture? For such a time as this, I mean, maybe you have come to your royal position, as scripture says, for such a time as this. And I think about that, Jason. I think about 
you know, we spoke that in October, just around the sort of creative culture that we live in today in a sort of macro level, you know, the amount of Netflix content and, and Instagram content and YouTube videos and podcasts and media in general, we just felt like, man, what a ripe opportunity for the church to use story to help reach people for the gospel and, and, and bring hope in a way that may not, you know, naturally be existing in, in culture at large. And we spoke it in, in sort of a very big picture way, but man, I can't help to think that what we were saying in, in October, and we hope to be able to release some of these pieces in, in a few weeks after Easter so that, you know, people can, that weren't at the conference can sort of be energized and encouraged by that message. But I can't help to think about the prophetic nature of that message. I mean, I told you beforehand, but like we thought about this in light of October and just the church at large. And now I'm thinking about it in terms of today, March 2020. Yeah. And I'm just thinking about we're now facing this pandemic has actually caused each and every creative and technical person in the church, every communications person, every storyteller, every um, designer. I mean, that, that whole community that you guys serve so beautifully. I, I can't fathom to think that maybe you're in your role position for your church to actually be seen in this pandemic. I mean, we can't gather now. So now it's on the shoulders of the technicians and the storytellers and the creatives to say, hey, I actually know some tools and I know some abilities to grab a Facebook Live or go get my iPhone and tell a creative story. Just mm -hmm. because we're you know, socially quarantined doesn't mean that we have to be spiritually quarantined as well. And um, I, I just think it's, it's just so mind boggling to think about that. And I just think, it's our time. It's our opportunity. It's, it's a chance for us not to burn ourselves out and hustle. Cause I think that's probably the first reaction that all of us have had in the last couple of weeks. Is, oh, I got to go, 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 yeah. go. Um, but I do think there's an opportunity here to leverage the gifts and talents God's given us to reach the people in our community that God has called us to. And maybe you were in training all the way until now. I mean, maybe, maybe you're like, I don't know why I'm where I'm at. Well, guess what? You know why you're where, where you at now. Yeah. And, um, I just think there's something powerful and someone who's listening to this. I just, I don't know why I just thought of this is maybe the Holy spirit. Someone listening to this go, man, Luke, I hear what you're saying, but I just lost my job this week. My, my church, let me go. I, I just, I feel like what I just want to say is, Hey, would you, would you just be encouraged to know that it's not about the money that maybe you were called to use your gifts and your talents and your abilities to reach somebody and maybe it not be your church. I mean, maybe it's, Someone else just needs you to have hope in the community and you to be able to tell some great story or use your gifts as a way to just sort of interrupt this quote unquote new normal we're experiencing. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that, I think that's such a valid word and it's a valuable word, Luke. And um, it is such a, it's a unique opportunity. And like you said, maybe a lot of us have been training for this and working for this uh, and we, we didn't even know it. And um, kind of as you're talking, I, I was wondering, um, what are you seeing kind of as you're viewing churches and, and non-church people, just creative people, the way they're using technology and stuff? What are some things that you've seen that are kind of sticking out? They're like, man, that, that, that's a really good idea to create engagement or connection or, or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I think the first thing that I'm seeing is, um, I'm watching churches, um, which is so beautiful, but I'm watching them not just take what they were doing three weeks ago put a camera up and put that online because the truth of the matter is your context has changed. So your content now needs to change um, because your 
um, sort of ability to be present has changed, that means that your programming needs to change with that. So what does that mean? I think um, I've been really encouraged by Passion City Church. Um, I even watched North Point Community Church this weekend. Um, even my friends at Long Hollow um, in Nashville here where we host or that host salts for us. Um, I've seen all of them go, hey, we can't have a 40-minute worship set and a 40-minute talk anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want to encourage more and more pastors, and maybe those listening to this can encourage them. Uh, we have to understand that because the context has changed. I mean, think about it. You've got families now that are on their living room, in their living room. They've got a dog now that's distracting them or a cat or an animal of some capacity. They um, now have all their devices that they're trying to watch this through and it's still going off or whatever. Their captivity isn't sort of as captured, if you will. Their, their imagination isn't as captured. They now have kids in their realm. They don't have a nursery or, or children's ministry. And so uh, what I'm seeing is I'm seeing shorter format content that can sort of drop into our realm, drop into our world, and it's on demand. People can now experience church uh, when it's most convenient for them, and it's not about consumeristic church. It's yeah. just let's 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 not be so bound by the fact that we have to be together because we're not together anyway. So let's not let that be a limiter to why someone may, you know, uh, tap into our live stream. So I, I think the first thing I love is, is I'm seeing shorter programming. Uh, I see I'm, I'm seeing passion do this, welcoming people numerous times, giving people the, the sort of perspective, the, the purpose, the mission vision of their church and in a more real authentic way is, has been pretty impressive too. Um, I don't know if you've seen any of the like tonight show, Jimmy Fallon or James Corden, you know, they're, they're doing all these things from home. And I actually yeah. think you're getting a more authentic approach to who these people are. And I think that is an inspiration for the church. You know, what does it look like to have your pastor or various members of your staff do video devotionals every morning? I know the church belonging here has been doing that. They'll do like, I think a Monday um, Facebook live that's just opening up the word. And so we get to have this sort of connectivity virtually, Mm -hmm. Uh, even though we can't be in space and time together. uh, we, We can be you know, all together on a live stream. I've seen that. That was pretty cool. Um, there's a church here. Uh, one of my team members goes to that. They did um, small groups this past Wednesday using zoom and they all broke up into breakout rooms mm-hmm. and the host didn't allow anybody to share anything so that people could, you know, take over or be inappropriate or whatever. Um, but they said it was the largest attended uh, youth small group that they've had in the history of the church. There are like 319 <laughs> people. Wow. And I think what's crazy is, is that there's some people who are listening to this who are thinking, no, Luke, you don't get it. My church is doomed. Like uh, we're never going to meet. We're never going to gather. And yet I'm here being a testimony of, no, 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 Jason, there are churches out there that are having larger youth groups than yeah. they ever have because of this. And they're pivoting well to sort of say, hey, we're not going to let you know the physical presence prevent us from still just being relationally spiritual beings with one another. So I, there's just so much hope. I, I mean, you know, there's podcasts being delivered by churches in, in new ways. There's video content being distributed. There's content marketing and email drip campaigns. And I just think there's, there's so much opportunity. We're ripe with opportunity for us to tell our stories well, to capture the imagination of our people and to just daily digest and have a regular conversation with our communities on what is, you know, spirituality, what does the Bible say about this? What do we do as a community? How do we come together? How can we study together? How can we pray together? How can we be together? It may not be as worshipful 
as a live gathering is because it's kind of weird and awkward to watch a worship service. But I do think there's a lot of deep opportunity here to reach people you may have never reached because now you've given them every reason in the world to take a test drive with your church community without them ever having to step into a building, which yeah. is a really scary thing. Yeah. It, it is kind of scary. And, um, you know, I, I think everything you just talked about, it, it it's so great. Um, I, but I'm kind of thinking, I'm trying to put myself in the shoes of that one media creative, or maybe they're just a volunteer who knows how to do Facebook live. Um, yeah. you know, what's, do you have any kind of not words of encouragement, but, but how can someone who maybe is saying like, pastor, we, you know, we can't do things like normal. Like we can't just approach, you know, like you mentioned the 40 minute worship and the 40 minute, like, but kind of there's that mindset of like, well, no, we can't meet together, but we need to do make service look exactly like it does. Um, how would you might, how could you maybe encourage someone who's having that conversation of like, let's try something different. Let's try to, to create different kind of content. Yeah. I mean, my first thing is, is you don't have anything to lose to try. Um, I think you need to be encouraged that, you know, Jimmy Fallon, who has this massive audience, um, doesn't have the polished stage design of The Tonight Show, doesn't have all the high-end 4K cameras and the roots by his side. What he's got is he's got his wife with an iPhone, and he's got an iPad with some sound effects, and he's sitting on his front porch doing a monologue, and he's got the laugh track, he's got the boo yeah. track. I mean, it's just hysterical, and part of what's funny about it is the fact that it's so raw. Yeah. Right? It's just yeah. so – and I think that there's something authentic about that. I think what I would encourage the person who's having a tough time getting their pastor to sort of understand that, hey, maybe this is a chance for us to – you know, challenge status quo and try something different. I, I think what I would do is encourage them to watch another church's broadcast with you and talk about it together. Wow. I think sometimes we can drink our own Kool-Aid so often. I was even talking with a friend um, who is a worship leader and we were talking about, he was like, what, what advice do you have? I said, well, you did like five songs. To be completely honest with you, it was bad karaoke after two, hmm. you know? And I know in the moment when you're leading worship, and I don't mean that to be offensive at all. I meant that to say when you're in a room and you're singing along, there's this engagement level. Um, but when you're watching something online, it just feels weird. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, I mean, no award show that I've ever watched on TV does more than two songs in a row. And even when they do two songs, they're like a verse chorus of one, a verse chorus of another. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think there's something to be true of like, we don't, we don't engage with a video broadcast, a television broadcast, which at the end of the day, like I get that we as the church are not about being entertainment or whatever, but at the end of the day, we're now in the medium that so many others before us have refined and defined that it's going to be tough for us just to take this living experience of a worship service and ingest it into the living room that we're so used to watching things, yeah. not engaging with things. So we have to understand. So I, I think the first thing I'd encourage is sit down with your pastor, um, watch a broadcast of another church. Maybe it's your own church, um, a church down the road. I wouldn't watch one of the big dogs churches. <laughs> no, uh, don't go no to like elevation. Or... <laughs> or, yeah. Or elevation or gateway church. Cause I mean, here's the thing. These guys have been doing this so long. They've already thought about the reprogramming. Yeah. Um, they already know what it means to sort of pivot real quick watch a like, you know, or just go on Facebook on Sunday morning and go watch a broadcast. I mean, some churches may not be able to do that because they're broadcasting Sunday morning. But when you do that, what you're going to see is the outside perspective. And you'll see 
oh, wow, I don't know these worship songs and I don't know that person and I'm not singing with them. And this is now kind of weird because it just isn't, you know what I mean? So that's probably the first thing I would encourage. The second thing I would encourage is maybe this is our time that if your pastor is hesitant to changing Sunday morning, love it. Great. Don't touch Sunday morning. What about a midweek service that you can experiment with? Yeah. What about a Tuesday night prayer service that you can have a little bit more flexibility and say, hey, can we try something? And now it's actually adding to the value of what your pastors want to do of being available, but you're not challenging the the window of time that they believe is most sacred. Because I think that if your pastor knows you're on board with them, um, they'll have far more grace in saying, yeah, I mean, listen, at the end of the day, Unity is going to be what allows change. Yeah. Um, and and when they feel like you're kind of challenging the status quo or fighting against what they're wanting to do, they they're going to have their defense mechanisms up. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. So, I don't know if that helps at all, but that's a little bit of I feel like just some practical things that I can encourage some people to try as they try and navigate these unknown waters. Now that I mean, I think that's that's super good. I, something struck me, and I, I I don't really have a point to make other than I thought kind of it's ironic. You know, years ago when kind of technology and media really started making its way into the church, a lot of the the negative refrain was, well, now you're you're not leaving room for the Holy Spirit. Everything's being, you know, programmed and there's this and that and that. And then I kind of think the irony of people still trying to do things, you know, the same way because that's <laughs> the way they've started doing it. And then they reject trying to do three minute sermons or, you know, daily devotionals or, you know, it's just kind of a funny our mindsets are funny things sometimes. You it know? is. It's funny how we think just because we saw the Holy Spirit move in this way before yeah, means that's the only way the Holy Spirit can move. And um, yeah, I, I mean, for me personally, Jason, like I, I am just a big believer that the Holy Spirit has just as much opportunity to move in the moment as the Holy Spirit does in the planning mm-hmm. of the moment. And uh, I think the biggest thing is, is not to sort of expect the Holy Spirit to move in one way or the other, but to lead with open hands to say, God, at the end of the day, this is yours and we're going to trust and we're going to follow. Um, because I think, you know, one of the things that's been so eye opening for me and, and is that our whole team has had to sort of pivot. I mean, we're in a live events industry here in this town. We're in a town that events and gatherings and tours. And I got a bunch of friends whose touring careers are just kind of come to a complete utter halt right now yeah and i keep telling them i just said you know as much as it's tough to understand this god was in control three weeks ago when it seemed like it was everything up and to the right and god's in control today when it seems like there's so much uncertainty and god is going to be in control tomorrow with the truly uncertain that we don't know and nothing's changed from his perspective what's changed is that we see it now from his perspective and i think that's the first step and i write about this in my book creative potential I think that's the first step in stepping into your potential is to step into the true sort of, you know, creative heavenward hope that God has given us is to see creativity from his perspective, not ours. It's not here to unlock our future. just like it wasn't, you know, Joseph's gift of interpreting dreams in the Old Testament wasn't for Joseph's future, Joseph's glory. It really was so that he could leverage his gift to unlock someone else's future. And I just think that's the opportunity that's before us. We get the chance to use our gifts to help unlock someone else's future, to help someone else encounter Jesus 
And that's the work of the Holy Spirit through us. When we understand that, we understand our gift actually is the vehicle that maybe the Holy Spirit can speak to somebody. Man, that that is so good. Um, I, I've just got a couple a couple more questions, and and then we'll get out of here. And Ed, this one I'm going to ask you to put your futurist hat on um, because none of us can you know see the future, <laughs> especially <laughs> it seems like right now. But um, I, I know it's still early in this in this process, and I know we've still got at least a month to go. <laughs> Um, at least as of the time of this recording. Um, but what do you see happening once what we consider normal is back? You know, how do you, th- how do you see that what's happening with the church now translating into whenever you think, when life returns to normal? Yeah, I think the first thing that I would say is I don't know if normal, like we knew it is ever going to come back. And maybe that's kind of me trying to figure out what, what this shift and change is going to do. But I think a few things are going to happen. I think um, everybody's going to be thinking about um, at least for the short term future, do I have to go out? Right. Mm -hmm. I think this process is going to cause us to sort of realize there's going to be an equal balance of people who need to get out of their house because they're so eager to get out of their house. I think the first Sunday back that we can truly gather and everyone's feels the freedom and comfort and safety and, and Liberty to do that. Um, is I think going to be a really special time. Yeah. And what I want to encourage churches is don't try and blow it out of the water. Don't make it another Christmas or Easter. I actually think if anything, make it really simple. I think um, to just allow this, the, the, the image of the people of God coming together to give God the glory that he deserves is really what's going to speak volumes to people. We don't need to over-program that or, or over-plan that. But what do I think the future is going to look like, Jason? I think it's going to mean that we as a church, and I'm talking about the Big C Church, have to figure out how to regularly be putting out content or media or discussions or scriptural teaching and whatever on a regular basis. I think this is going to cause us to actually have a, if we use the opportunity wisely, I think it actually may allow us to have a more regular um, place in the lives of the people that go to our church. Um, and, and I think if, if we're unwise and we sort of retract and hold back, we may lose that place. And, but I think a few things are going to happen. I think this is going to teach, I mean, listen, like three, four weeks ago, how many churches in America are like, no, we're not streaming. We're yeah, against that, yeah. you know, and now everybody has to, um, I think what you're going to see is streaming will be a norm. Um, and I'm already talking to friends, uh, at some very big churches in Atlanta who are telling me that. They're learning so much through this and, and sort of that programming element we were talking about that they think when, when we get out of this, that not that the internet's going to define what they do in their broad, on their main live experience, but that they, but that they are definitely going to start to think in more of a broadcast term. Um, they're going to think about things in segments and maybe shorter segments. And, and, and I think that what they're trying to figure out is, and I just see this happening across church. How do we use this to our benefit? Like, how, how does this actually help us as a church? So I think what's going to happen is people may not want to just come to church all at the same time anymore. There, there may be more of a split of you come to church once a, sun, once a month and you broadcast or live stream three times. I don't know. This, this also, I think, has an opportunity to really help grow the church uh, if we can reach new people. So I, I don't know what normal is going to be, but I can tell you I don't think it's going to be the normal we thought it was going to be. 
there will be some elements of normalcy that come back into place. Cause I think both scripturally and psychologically, we as human beings were designed and wired to connect with mm-hmm. one another. Yeah. We're not designed to be isolated. In fact, we see this and I could go into all the scripture of this, but we see this in Genesis. God, it says, let us make man in our image. Right. And so even in the very first chapter of the book of the Bible, God demonstrates that creativity is was being we were formed with collaboration and 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 community uh, as a way to model that we are to create and and live in collaboration and community and so i think that's a biblical principle i don't think that we're going to go to a place where churches never meet and buildings don't exist but i do think that we're going to have to reimagine online campus online church and and ministry is going to have an online presence yeah, I, thank you for sharing that. I, I I tend to agree, and I definitely agree with the, what we consider normal uh, may not be normal <laughs> anymore. Um, uh, just kind of as as we close down, I, I I always ask our guests this question, but in light of where we're at right now today, um, do you have any words of encouragement for fellow creatives out there? Man, I just would say. Um... There's a lot of hustling going on. I think uh, I was talking to a friend the other day who said, man, ever since March 16th, we've just been redlining. Like we've just been as, as max capacity as we can and running hard. And I'm sure there's someone listening to us that if they've taken this 30, 40, 50 minutes out of their day to listen to this podcast, I just say, take a breath, breathe. Um, the church's success or the church's future doesn't live or die on your abilities and your gifts. God, um, I had a friend the other day tell me that um, God's promises to us can only be as accurate or as um, as possible as God's supremacy and sovereignty in our life. Like we, we can't let his promises go away if his sovereignty is still in existence. And so if we believe God to still be as sovereign as he is over and in and through and by all things, as Colossians says, all things are made by him, all things in, through, by, and which. Um, if we really believe his sovereignty to be over all things, including coronavirus, including internet church, including this whole quote unquote new normal and pandemics and all that, then we also have to believe his promises to be true because those two things go hand in hand. And so um, I just would, would uh, remind those listening that scripture says that God will build his church. And it's in our faithfulness that he will do that, but that it doesn't rely on us. We're not the cornerstone of the church. And uh, so just take a breath, breathe for a second, understand the power of Sabbath. And there may be um, someone here who know who, who needs to hear that it's okay to take some time off. It's okay. Um, I think that there's a lot of idleness and idleness, like American idleness, uh, in the work that we do. And I think God's asking us to maybe consider the idea of being a bit more idle as in waiting. And so I think there's just a, a balance of those words of idle that we can ask and we can question. We want to thank Luke again for being on the show. And we also want to mention Salt University. This is something that Luke and his team have put together. And this is a resource that you may want to check out. It's an online training library located at saltuniversity.com. 
It's nearly $100 right now to help make it more affordable for churches struggling with COVID-19, but it also includes a new feature to let you train your volunteers virtually. Check out the over 400 classes, and you can even add your own from YouTube. So sign up today at saltuniversity.com. That's saltuniversity.com. Well, guys, we are forced to be creative, uh, distant from other people. How's that? How's that going for you? Yesterday, my church did a drive-in church. Uh, how did that work? It went well. Um, my dad said, "Honk if you love Jesus," and they all said, bow, 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 bow. <laughs> wham, wham, wham. Did they good. just set up a sound system, or did you do like the FM transmitter thing? I uh, know it was a sound system. Okay. I had a pastor call me over the weekend looking for an FN transmitter uh, to be able to do like the radio frequency thing. So mm. um, yeah, that's what that's what that Keevan cool. did. Is that what they did out of yeah. Weatherford? Mm-hmm. Cool. We need to bring Keevan on the show. This is the perfect perfect atmosphere now for it because uh, he doesn't have to drive. So yeah. Well, I don't think they have internet at their house though. Oh, so uh oh, that could be dangerous. Um. But uh, we'll, we'll work on that. Uh, yeah, there are a lot of creative things going. I've seen that uh, Victory Church in Tulsa is doing theirs from the rooftop, which mm-hmm. I'm always, just because I'm this type of person, I'm always counting how many people are on stage or on the roof, you know, and I'm like, they got more than 10 people on on their on the rooftop. Mm-hmm. So I need to tell Dustin to shut that down. But have you guys seen anything else that's kind of cool? You know, it's funny because this, like, when Church Home came out, two years ago or however long ago it was a year ago that was two years ago probably yeah everyone they kind of got tons of shade of like this is stupid this isn't church blah 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 blah. and now it's like what everyone's having to do and they're already set up ready to go so yeah yeah it's interesting to watch uh, how churches are reacting and in i mean I'll, i'll say flat out at this point i don't think anyone knows what what the right way and the wrong way is if there is a right way and a wrong mm-hmm. way i think it's you know just hit reach your people the best way you can but it's just interesting seeing how how churches have reacted because there's some that have purposely put off going online um for a myriad of reasons now they're having to figure it out mm-hmm. uh, then you've got like the live churches of the world who they've been doing online church for you know a decade mm-hmm. um and so you know it's just it's interesting watching uh, all this unfold so Here's the, here's the thing. I was watching one last last week when the first one, or whichever one the first one was, where they were just going to be online only. Yeah. And I knew that there was no one in the crowd that day. They were just pre-recorded, and it was cringy to me. This and y'all can tell me y'all's opinions. Like the person's looking around, like it's a regular Sunday, and there yeah. is people in the room. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, "There's no one in there. This is like." stop acting like there's people in there and then to see to see it again this this last week where they they stopped acting like that so i think maybe more people realize like hey you don't need to act like act speak to your biggest audience i guess yeah and yeah. so um or your only audience <laughs> which is uh online and so i don't i'm not a fan of the ones that just act like it's a regular sunday morning with yeah. people there like this is a totally different situation um yeah. you're going to have to well, and I think the the it, it goes both ways. One, I think from a creative standpoint, it's like this is an awesome opportunity to do something different mm-hmm. than a normal Sunday. Even if you're pre-recording it, you know, do it in in an office or in a smaller space or 
you know, some somewhere else. I think it's a great opportunity. Uh, I kind of agree. I think trying to act like it's everything is normal um, when everyone who's sitting at home right now, instead of being in your church, knows it's not normal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I think that's a little disingenuous. So, um, you know, I, I, I have like some of the creativity. There's uh, I don't know if you guys have heard of Trinity Grace Church out of New York City. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, they're, you know, New York City's the ground zero in America yeah. for for this outbreak, but uh, they, they're doing everything pre-recorded, but it's just really cool. They're doing like a single camera type of setup with the pastor just talking in a, uh, it, it's in one of their meeting spaces, but it's just, it's just done really well. And then they, they've uh, tried to create audience interactions. They do a thing called uh, uh, grace and peace or passing the peace. And so it's basically like the, in, in a lot of our churches, the handshake time you know, but it's like greeting somebody. And so they've, they actually like, you know, videoed this happening with, with people. And so it's kind of cool. Cause it's like, it's, it looks different, but people know that it's here. And then they do uh, recitations that you know, like for the whole congregation. So this past week, what they did is they asked people to send in like videos of their family saying it. And then their, mm-hmm. their editors pieced it together. So it was like people in the church, you know, were on video um, so I thought that was just really neat. It was a good way to, to kind of keep your, your services order intact, um, but also involve the people who are currently sitting at home. So That is really cool. I think that's cool. Yeah. It'll be interesting just to see over these next few weeks because we know now, uh, you know, April 30th here in America um, at the earliest. And so, you know, we're definitely going to have an online Easter and it'll be interesting to just watch what churches do. I think some great creative things will come out of it for sure. Hopefully not too creative. Not yeah. too, what do you mean? You don't to put the pressure on for later? No, I just mean like you don't need these you don't need the churches that do have the resources turning it into some big entertainment show. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and I, I think that churches already sometimes fall into that temptation anyways of like we've got to entertain our people. Yeah. Um or they're going to go somewhere else and not to take away from, um, you know, just not do what we can do to reach who we need to reach, but without taking away from the gospel, you know? Oh yeah. It's not an entertainment, not an entertainment contest. And I think it could easily turn into who's got the most entertaining live stream. And so, yeah. Yeah. um, let the content be king and that content should always be the gospel. So, I agree. Bars. Yeah, I agree. That's bars, as Shut Kyler says on Shut her, her SoundCloud. Hey, Kyler, maybe you should use that as a sample for your next song. That's yeah, a bar. Have, have Kyle. Have Kyle. Oh, Kyle. Yeah, like his, a voiceover. Speech, that yeah, is so cool. Ooh, feet, and, yeah. If, feet, Kyle cool. Lee. I need to do it more gospelly, though. Yeah, yeah Lee Weezy. Y'all see my name, my Zoom name, Lee Weezy. <laughs> Lee Weezy. That was always my rap name. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, no, I, you know, I agree. And I think maybe when I was talking about creative things, I, I, I'm definitely in my brain. I'm not talking about like the entertainment things. I'm, I'm kind of actually thinking about smaller churches that don't have all yeah. the resources, because I think this is forcing them to do creative things that maybe mm-hmm. they, they didn't feel forced to do before. And in this scenario, I kind of think that's a good thing that maybe they have to think how to make the Easter service just a little bit different than than what they've normally done for the big churches well, i think it's the same though because you know 
maybe they're so built on doing some kind of you know Easter egg hunt or uh, you know the some the wild world thing out in the parking lot or or whatever it is, and now they're mm-hmm. have to they're even forced to say okay, we can't do that. So what do we do now? You know, I guess that's what I meant with creative. You know, it's creative problem solving. I guess. Yeah, well, I think there's room for some of the entertainment aspects like throughout the week and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I know that. Um, I just want to make sure that. I would want to make sure if I was a, a leader that people are still getting the teaching that they need. And yeah. Like, yeah. That they're not missing out on any of those felt needs for people. Yeah. And so, yeah, I um, saw, I, I don't, I don't remember who I saw post um, it. It's not anyone I know. Um, but if it's someone who wants to come on the show, I'm, I'm trying not to offend you. Um, but like they kind of were saying like, basically it was like, you know, churches should be producing a lot of online content, but it doesn't need mm. to be biblical content like it just needs to be engaging like to try to keep people engaged and i'm like i don't you know they they now they said like your sundays or your wednesdays or whatever that should be the biblical but like throughout the week and i'm like i don't know i think if you're going to engage with them why not engage with them through the gospel you know but that's just me or yeah either engage with them through the gospel or use the current content that is out there yeah the, sec- the secular content. Yeah. The, it goes back to the argument like that there needs to be a Christian version of everything. Yeah. And I just think that that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I that see, being said, though, I would um, love my parents to be able to watch Tiger King <laughs> and they won't because of the language. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. I don't know if there's a third party app out there. Do, are there still bl- like those, can, uh, you know, the the cleanup boxes that you can put on your TV. Yeah, but I don't know if they, how they work with Netflix. I don't know. Like a vid angel or whatever it's yeah. called. Um, cause <laughs> yeah, it would be amazing. Um, but I know my mom, my mom was like, my mom was like, I can't watch it cause of the language. And so it's like, <laughs> well, that's a good point. Yeah. It's, I, I shouldn't have watched it either because of the language. I mean, they got potty mouths. That's true. But when you, uh, so yeah. full disclaimer, I mean, if you haven't watched it yet, you need to understand yeah. they've got but potty I mean, mouths. Just being honest, the language I hear on that show is the same language I hear my neighbors yelling at three o'clock in the morning. So That's the same language Kyler hears at the district office. It's true. And <laughs> right. her everyday job. Right next door. Right next door. <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, you guys, oh, we're going to make it through this, right? We are. This podcast has been 1,086 measures long. Wow. That's <laughs> yeah, I'm on, yeah, I'm literally on 1,087 right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we on that note, I mean, we don't want to go to 2,087, so we better yeah, wrap we it do. up. Um, you know, I uh, think, yeah, I think it's chance for us to do a 24-hour podcast. Yeah, the content, right? Content, content, content. Yeah, yeah push it out. That's, yep. Uh, everything content. I just said I don't want to do, let's go ahead and do it. Well, um, no. Yeah. <laughs> we are mindless though, content you know we are as long as we're able to do it we're going to try to produce these every week though so normally our pattern is every other week but um you know for the time being we're going to pump these out every week and so uh stay tuned for one coming up next week and uh, i think kyle is going to shoot some more oh. i don't know what is happening <laughs> i don't know what i just heard <laughs> i know what i heard i just don't know what it meant oh <gasps> What? <laughs> what a way to Is go Is that out. one of the ones that you can sing and play at the same time? I, 
The only way to play it is by blowing on it, so I don't think oh, you can sing Oh, I thought it was play. a... Oh, yeah, I'm thinking of a different thing. Play us out, Kyle. This has been the Create Initiative Podcast. I'm Jason Evans. Playing the... Uh, whatever that is called. I don't even know what that's called. Is uh, Kyle Lee. <laughs> the melodica. The melodica. And then uh, Kyler Clapp has joined us all the way from Fairfax. Oklahoma. Out of breath. Uh, we hope your dad gets his tractor Ooh. home, Kyler. Yeah, and, uh, me too. <laughs> yes, that is a country song right there. Kyle, Kyle keep practicing. Keep practicing home. as you play us out, Kyle. And uh, we will see you guys next week. Uh, missed it. <laughs>